We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of No Other Pod. Dan's already booing me. I'm Jimmy. I'm back, and I am here, as always, with my good buddy, Daniel Kuzer. Dan, what is going on, my friend? You guys, you see this? I get one good week at hosting, and then I get relieved of my duties. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Chris stepped in for you last week, man. I got to tell you. Yeah? He's not. You guys are just two different people. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. I can talk to you guys in different ways, and I'm like, uh, you guys make a big, you make a Danwich. I'm in the middle of this thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a hell of a time, but uh, welcome back, dude. Well, thank uh, you. You know, it's a small world, and after all, and you made yeah. it. Yeah, I'm on that right once. I so. That's one too many. <laughs> yeah, well, there was like a two-minute line, and it was raining, and we were trying to get out of the rain, but it's- uh, Better better than an 80-minute line in 90-degree weather. Yeah, that's true. Um, only saw two snakes. Oh, I'm sorry, you saw snakes where? Uh, it's about three feet behind me in Hollywood Studios. Wait, snakes in the park? In the park. I was at Disney World, for those of you who did not know. We're standing there getting ready to go on the Slinky Dog Dash, you know, the roller coaster that they Great have in Toy Story Land. It's a fun little roller coaster. Yeah. And and so our time to go on it is like two minutes away, so we're just kind of standing there waiting. And, uh, and Brittany looks behind me, and she's got this look on, this, on her face, and, and, uh, just she she thought it was a fake snake. She thought it was it was some something that someone had just put there. And then she kind of backed up a second, and I turn around, and I'm in the middle of a Disney park. There's kids everywhere, and I just go, "Oh shit!" And, <laughs> and I back up the, because there's a it's I'm not exaggerating. It's at least four feet long. Stop. Black. It's a black snake, <clears throat> and anaconda. And its head is up in the air, like the first foot of its body. It's up, and it's black. looking at us. And it was probably two feet behind me. I go, oh, shit up like that. Why was I doing know. that? I don't know. And so I back up, and everybody's kind of looking at me all weird, and then other people see it, and everybody starts gathering around, and there's this little, it's not like a chain link fence, but it's kind of the same sort of deal where it had the holes in the fence that was right near it. This motherfucking snake slithers up it and then starts slithering through the holes halfway up the fence, going horizontally along the fence, just looking at us, just going in and out, in and out, in and out of all these holes. And I'm like, should I tell somebody? I don't know if the park cares because it's Florida. There's probably 8,000 of these all over the place just watching us at all times. And uh, that was well, the first one. Aren't they just like harmless garden snakes, obviously? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to mess with it, though. I don't either. I don't wanna, why is it sneaking up on me? Bro, <laughs> why are you sneaky snake? <laughs> I, I tell you what, everyone's like, those spiders eat bugs. And I'm like, that's cool. 
I don't want them in my blanket. Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and then uh, we saw another snake on our way back to the hotel one time just slither across the pathway. Oh, boy. So. You guys, I just... Florida. I don't like that. It's okay, don't go in April because that's snake time. Well, I mean, there were the crowds were lovely, and it only rained for about three hours of the entire trip. So it was, you know, very, very overall a very good time to go. Just uh, the snakes were out. You just go all the time now. You just are a Disney person. No, I've been twice now, and in, in my whole life to Disney World. Well, two. It years. does happen to be about in the span of a year because I went with one side of the family, and, and then you went to California. Time. That was fun. Well, my family lives in California, so you I went to Disney tell... out there. Not I've been to Disneyland in a while. Oh, really? It's been a solid two or three years at least. All right, I'm getting, you but... see, I'm getting super jealous and sassy. <laughs> but <laughs> then one side of the family went, and and then my side of the family is like, well, we want to go to Disney World, and so yeah. then that worked out. So yes, I've right. been twice. Join your family. Well, we're probably not going again for a while because none of us have money to go anymore. Dude, yeah, your money's done for a bit. We Anyone who's ever been knows, like, hey, let's start building that savings back up, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say, though, the new Tron ride, pretty cool. Wonder, pretty cool. I wonder. It'd be like uh, you're driving a light cycle. I enjoyed it. So it was more fun well, than watching you... a Sporting KC soccer game, I'll tell you that. Well, did you do the Avatar thing, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a fun one. It's That's fun. That one's fun. The new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. That one's fun. Of course, oh, did right. They got the two things there I haven't done yet. It's pretty cool. Time to go back. All right, got to go back. So maybe just take a little detour to Orlando on your way down to the Miami game later this year. Don't just. Uh, I'm just throwing ideas out. Don't put any ideas in my head. Don't so. don't <laughs> give me with a good time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, how was uh, how was your week holding down the fort? Week was good, dude. Uh. Not sure why I just went high voice on you. So. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, uh, feels like you're lying if you go the high voice. <laughs> you know, uh, I, it was a soccer week, right? And this whole, I got, got to watch Casey Curran on Wednesday. And then got the, winning. Saw, saw Sporting Saturday. Uh, you know, uh, then went to Casey Curran Sunday. Now we got Sporting again on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, we're in the thick of it now, man. Things are, yeah. things are moving. There's all sorts of news dropping, both in the current and the sporting side. We find out Willie Agata's got a broken leg we didn't know about, so we'll talk about that. Then all the A summer. broken leg he didn't know about. Kansas City current coach is getting fired mere hours before the game that I know y'all talked about on currently. So it's uh, this is this is wild. It's a wild time to be a Kansas City soccer fan. Pretty pretty fun. Uh, it's at this point, man. Like, okay, you want to just you want to talk about this game? We I'm mean, into it. I don't think we have a choice. Uh, let's get into it because are you at the point yet where if we get scored on or like miss an easy chance or something, do you just laugh to keep from like like I'll if something happens, like if we hit a post, Felipe Hernandez hit the post late in the game and I just go ha 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 mean I just you all you can do is laugh to keep from crying. That's about all you can do. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, especially when you get your uh, third red card in nine games. You have as many red cards as you do goals. Are we the most ambitious team out there? We, we're we coming for you. We'll fucking fight you, dude. Get red cards. I mean, I kind of laughed when, when the Felipe goal or no goal bounced off the post because I was like, of course, we'd somehow play our best soccer of the season down a man and almost steal, you know, a point on the road. And that, More exciting. Yeah. it's. I mean, honestly, they look, it was some of the best offensive soccer they've played. It was going down a man. And I don't know if it's because they had more space and they needed to be more creative or what, but suddenly you weren't cycling the ball to the forwards uh, or to the wings to just lob in crosses. I was having fun. I was like, we might mess around and tie this game here in a minute. This is crazy. (laughs) I think New England maybe got a little bit of uh, a little complacent. Yeah. They were up 2-0 and then 2-1. But, I mean, what's starting lineup is is what it was. I mean, we knew that it was going to be interesting because Zussi was on the injury report. Caden Pierre is unavailable. Cam Duke made his first appearance at right back for the year. Uh, we had Logan and Denbe return. He started at left back. Logan looked fine. Um, and then Fontas and Rosero holding the center uh, back positions down. Roger had to uh, go back into the starting lineup. And then uh, Island Polito obviously up front between uh, Daniel Shallowy and Johnny Russell. Uh I don't know what your biggest takeaway from the game was, but mine is, my God, we need, if, if Caden Pierre is not going to be available, we need to have a third right back on the roster that's not Graham Zussi. Because Cam yeah, Duke I mean, can't, I mean, he got cooked all game. Yeah. 
he had moments, right? And that's what Peter said in the post game. He was just like, uh, Cam had moments. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, I mean, who who would say that they miss Zussi, dude? Like, so many people want Zussi out of there, but it's like, kind of want him in there because well, I mean, the dude can yeah. play. He's, I mean, you know? here's the thing with with Zussi. I love Zussi. I think he's a, he's a solid player. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he would be a consistent starting right back on a, on a true MLS contending team, but he's what? he's a solid what player. What are you saying? I know he's your guy. We can contend. Um, yeah, I mean, probably a good best friend too. Let's see. If, let's <laughs> see about it. And I know that Peter says the way his body is built and his athleticism and whatnot, it's actually made to continue to play at a high level, even given his age. But dude's I, talking about dudes' bodies. Here for it. We do it all the time. We talked about this a little in the off season. Either you thought Caden Pierre was ready to take the mantle, which I assumed must be the case if they're not concerned about bringing in another right back, or you probably need to bring in another right back because as as no matter how good you think Graham Zusi is or how fit you think he is, there's a risk when you have a guy of that age playing that many minutes that consistently at the high intensity that Peter asks his fullbacks to play. And now we're in a position where we don't really have any right backs available and it kind of sucks because that was exploited all game. The two goals came down, well, they came off of turnovers off of throw-ins but then down the left side and and Kim was getting caught in no man's land all game it's just well I guess we'll just go ahead and bring up Mo Abonati uh dependent <laughs> from SKC2 to help out you know we will talk about you know some of the signings they're calling up from SKC2 ahead of, of uh this uh U.S. Open Cup game tonight in uh in Kansas City against Tulsa Athletic but if you look at what happened? It was in the 30th minute. Sporting KC, they weren't playing great, but they weren't playing terrible, I would say, for the first 30 minutes. It was it was a relatively even game. Nobody was really taking control in the first 30 minutes. Kansas City probably had the best chance of the game in like the third minute with Daniel Shallowy. But then there's a turnover off a throw-in, and then Carlos Hill springs Boateng down the left side, and Boateng was just eating Cam Duke's breakfast all game. Cam Duke gets caught in the middle. He's uh, he's not able to run down Boateng. And then, uh, you know, this uh, Vrioni, who hasn't scored hardly any goals all year, just sort of finds some space away from Rosero, taps it in, left foot. Not much Melia can do about that. Can't really put that on Melia. And now it's 1-0 in the 31st minute. They made that look easy, dude. And, and, and just in the run of play like that, it's just... The dude gets a second goal later on. Spoiler alert: the dude who you <laughs> you just said he Real. doesn't score goals, Probably and then he's like, wrong. "Just kidding, Vrioni, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mac Macaroni. He uh, he's, he just puts it away twice, twice, like two times, four minute span. Unbelievable! Couldn't believe it. I was like, "Cool, we're down one goal," and then oh, sorry, mm-hmm. no time to even go take a piss because mm-hmm. we're down two goals. Yeah. And it uh, almost happened identically. Again, another turnover off the left side. Carlos Hill gets the ball. Springs Boateng down the left side because Cam Duke can't catch up with him. He sends it to the middle. Uh, Vrioni is there to clean up the shot that uh, deflects off of Tim Melia because he can't gather it in because it was a very hard hit initially uh, from close range, and Vrioni taps it in. Now suddenly it's 2-0 in the 35th minute, and that was basically all she wrote. Man, oh, man. It's just this... I don't know. It was so disheartening because I didn't expect to get a win necessarily. New England, I mean, these two teams are going in opposite directions. New England's top of the table in the East, Sporting Kansas City bottom of the table in the West. But I was, I guess, naively hopeful. Not hopeful in that I actually thought it would happen, but like hopeful is like, please God, just let something happen. That we might at least be competitive or come away with a tie. And those two goals happen. And it's just like, well, that, I mean, now what? Now we're down 2-0 on the road to a very good team. Bad deal. Bad deal, man. And, and, but you know, you knew 2-0, next goal is the biggest one, no matter who gets it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bro. Yeah. I went through some emotions. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I tripped and fell. How you feeling on at halftime at this point? Well, I'm feeling mad. But then I, I tripped and fell into some emotions and I, I we we get that goal mm-hmm. in the second half and I go 
We're going to tie this game. We might fuck around oh, and win it. No. Let's go. We're going to win. And then the red card happened, and I was like, we're losing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh... it's all over the place, dude. Well, and I'm going to talk about the red card here in a minute because there's red card and then there's VAR, so maybe there's hope, and it's like, nope, fuck your hope. But it's <laughs> VAR just to see what we classify it as. You're off. You're out of the game, regardless. Right. Fontas, don't worry about it. You're gone. But we just we need to know how to classify it. We don't give a shit. We don't <laughs> care how you classify it. But we're we're it's halftime. It's two zero, and it's uh, I don't know. It just it it really sucked because Johnny Russell said like we had some conversations in the second or it, at halftime that who, who talked uh, who talked in the locker room do you think well, he didn't say it. he said a few guys spoke sort of the usual stuff and obviously the manager spoke as well you're not going to get out of the position we're in by going out and playing like we did in the first half that's evident no one's going to help us we have to do it the guys that are in the locking locker room are going to be the ones that have to change it and you're not going to do it the way we did it in the first half okay well let's speculate here so who talked who got up and said some shit I assume Johnny did. He's the captain. I assume he was one. But who got up there and spoke in a way that you can understand what he's yelling about? Maybe Roger. Because when Johnny gets to yelling, and it, <laughs> it, it's thick and it's Scottish. Scottish I'm just aspect. like, Como what? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm assuming Johnny did. I mean, if you're looking at who, who played for, for Sporting KC, uh, Johnny, I assume Roger, and then maybe Tim. I mean, those were the three leaders basically on on the field at the time. You're not going to have. I mean, sure, it could have been Eric Tommy, but you this know, it's a Tim Melia appreciation podcast now, though. By the way, I just, I mean, that I mean, bad things. for him because, yeah, I mean, if there is a positive to take from this game, and there's not hardly any, it's his spot now. It's his position. I, mean, I don't know what's going on there because I don't ever actually think Pulse Camp played poorly. No, Pulse Camp apparently played well. Something happened in training where Tim Milia was like, thanks for keeping it warm for me. I'll take it back. I mean, may, yeah, it's it's something happened. And, I mean, and, and this is a thing with Peter's coaching style. We know this. When someone's playing well, he's going to keep them in there until they're not. And that's what we saw. That sort of happened with uh, um, Castellanos. And then he, he was sort of forced to take him out with the red card. But we had Castellanos and Rosero in there because that was going well. And now... You know, obviously Castellanos might be back in there because Fontes is out, but it could be Volater who has to get in there now because Fontes is going to be on red card suspension. Then Volater is going to get a red card. Our center backs are getting mean, bro. <laughs> and they're just, but they're dumb. Yeah, they're dumb cards, and and so. But they're warranted. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying yeah. I I, I it is fair. Just dumb fouls. I mean, just dumb, just dumb. And and maybe they're not being put in a position to succeed because. Uh, our midfield's not playing great, and and we're yeah. not keeping possession. Uh, but you know, there's a whole host of reasons we can talk about as to like what's actually happening here. But uh, this is just, I mean, man, it's it's really, really unfortunate. And if you look at, uh, if you look at the passing network, what happened? There was hardly any play for New England up the middle or down the right side. It is just. Thick passing lines left, 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 because they knew Cam Duke playing that right back spot was the weak spot, and they exploited it. As to bet, teams do that though, dude. Teams do that. Uh, even on the KC current side, they got some rookie defenders, and you'll see teams going at them. Mm-hmm. No fucking shit. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> it sucks, really. Sucks. But um, I want to talk about this the the goal that we did get, and maybe if there's some positive to take from that, and then the red card. Uh, but we're going to do that right after we take a break right here. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we're back. We're back, bro. We're back. Um, halftime conversations are had in the locker room. You come out and you're thinking, okay, well, 2-0 is the most dangerous lead in sports, right? In soccer, that's what they say. And like you said, next goal really matters. Okay, okay. Sporting Kansas City is going to get back in it. They basically had to do what they did. 49th minute. They are in a set piece in a dangerous spot. Daniel Shallowy stepping over the ball, which I think is interesting that Shallowy is sort of our default set piece taker because Tommy hasn't been great at it. Sometimes it's Johnny, but we don't have a clear set piece taker, I would say, like we have in the past. It used to be Buzio. Buzio was the guy. And when Buzio wasn't here, Benny. Benny's the guy. And now it's sometimes Shallowy, sometimes Russell. Who knows? That's why when it was Shallowy, he's standing over the ball, and I say to Marissa, my wife, I say, my wife. I go, this is going to be a shit show. I said, this is that. Nothing's going <laughs> to, I said, nothing's going to come to this. And, you know, some time was going by, and I said, watch this. We're going to mess around, and it's going to go back post to Johnny or some shit. And it freaking happened. And I, we we both lost our minds, and I'm like, <laughs> we're gonna win this game. It's happening. It was a gorgeous delivery from Daniel Jowell. Get better than that. Absolutely that perfect. In picture perfect. And now I'm I'm you know there's probably some lackadaisical defending from New England because simply nobody decided to guard Johnny Russell. He just that was sprinting the entire time. That ball was on johnny's foot like that's like golf dude when you see them chip it like right in the hole i'm like that's insane Mm -hmm. i don't even know how people do that (laughs) and it was good to see johnny get on the score sheet and he put it he redirected it perfectly right to the 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 far post um puts it right back past uh petrovich um and it's this is what sporting needed to do show some resolve show some resiliency show some on the road against a very good team and Johnny just absolutely perfectly places it in the far corner and suddenly they're back. Hey, one revolution will work on that. They will take that set piece and they'll be like, Oh no, no, no. It's not happening. They're going to spend an hour defending that kind of bullshit. Yeah. That ain't Serena is not going to be happy. Uh, Are we done with that chuckle fuck space with blue Serena (laughs) and his fucking face? No, he's just so (laughs) fuck dude. He's so like smart alecky. Just looking like an asshole. What is he's, that? He's earned it. He's, he's the best. Right to be an asshole. No one the has their right. He's arguably the best coach in the history of Major League Soccer. So you get to sit there looking like your shit don't stink. Got to tell you, Bruce, your shit stinks. I mean, it stinks. Have you seen Bill Belichick? Sometimes he can be very smug and his little smirk and whatnot. Does he smirk? I feel occasionally. Like, I feel like Belichick just shuts the hell up and just like doesn't care. Nick Saban, he can get kind of smug. Saban just gets mean. He's with the press. He's just like, yeah, I don't even. He's like, I'm only here so I don't get fined. <laughs> yeah. I, so I mean, hey, if you're Bruce Arena, and you've you've done it with multiple teams, you're now on the Revolution. You're having one of the best teams in the league. I I, I get it. Don't defend this man. 
Don't defend this man who, oh my God, can you imagine? Can you imagine being around him? Like, I just, I was like, why is your face so punchable, Bruce? Why is your, you want me to punch a size it? Because I'll do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have a punchable face. I'm just saying that he's a very good coach and he's earned the right to be a little bit smug. But like so. during the game, just going, <laughs> just like, just smirking at things that like Peter's losing his mind. Peter's losing it. And he just looks over at Peter and goes, I mean, that, you, Bruce. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, he and he and Peter are friends. They're two of the longest tenured coaches in the league. Yeah. So and he's like, look at my friend over there. They have a healthy Mine. respect. But it's, uh, I mean, that's sort of how Bruce Arena does it. He doesn't ever. You know, when Peter gets mad, he's yelling at the refs. He's he's throwing his hands up or not. Bruce has always just kind of been that guy that's like laughing in disbelief. Condescending. Kind of what he does. Sometimes, yeah. Condescending. It, off it has no place. It has no place. Okay. I don't like it. He probably does that shit at home, and it's not okay. It's probably not an insignificant subset of our listeners who would gladly switch coaches right now. So, you know, they'd take the smugness if it weren't for, you know, if the results came. Hey, but you know what? Let, let's sidebar that real fast. I'm, you know what? We'll get to it. We'll get to it in a minute. We'll get to, get it, to it. Keep doing, keep doing your thing. Circle back. We'll circle back. Um, I just, and then the 57th minute happens. Um, this is the red card. Now, I will say, Danny Rosero, a fistful of his jersey was grabbed by Vrioni around midfield, and Rosero was pulled down. So, yes, it was a clear denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity from Andrea Fontes. That's a red card worth. I was a little confused why, honestly, they initially gave a second yellow because Dogzo outside of the box, by rule, red card. If it's inside the box and you get a penalty then yeah, the whole double jeopardy thing or whatnot, but uh, that should have been a straight red. Now, when they went to VAR, I assumed they were looking at Rosero getting pulled down as a potential foul, because even on the broadcast, they were like, this is interesting, because he was fouled back there, and that direct, that was in the buildup, and, and now what's also interesting is technically, I don't think that would actually be reviewable on its own, because a goal wasn't scored. So... Um, and it, there are all sorts of weird VAR rules about what can actually initiate a review. So I don't think that part could have initiated a review. But once you do start a review, anything is fair game. So even if they started the review to say, actually, this should have been a straight red, they could have then gone and looked at the foul that Rioni committed on Rosero and said, you know what? Yeah, it would have been a red card for denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity, but there was actually a foul in the buildup first. I don't even know if they ever looked at it. Pro. I, I'm watching the highlights right now. Like Paul, I'm pick, I'm pinpointing things out, and I just want to go back to that first goal real fast because mm-hmm. that's also kind of on Fontas, man. Yep. You see him; he's up there playing freaking the number eight. It looks like he's like in midfield uh, on the guy, and I just I remember I yelled out, "I go, Vanta, you gotta get back!" And yep. <laughs> the ball just gets kicked, and you see Danny Rosero. He's just trying. Just it. Back by himself. Fontas is just like, sorry, bro. And and that's just it. Done deal. Lo siento, bro. That's what I assume he said. I mean, this this has been a problem for uh, Sporting Kansas City all year long. And and Matt Doyle, was a Doyle thing about this? Yeah. Matt Doyle actually put up a, an, an armchair analyst article on uh, MLS Soccer on Sunday uh, titled Sporting KC's Tech State. Um, and it's got some other stuff in there. But he posits in this write-up he goes there's a there's a bunch of reasons why sport and kc are where they are and he he lists six reasons that i think are all fair no dp number 10 for more than a year in, in gadi kinda uh nemanja Rodoya, our big off-season acquisition our tam number six has played 72 minutes across three appearances kingdom uh, Alan, by the way yes uh alan Polito has only just returned and he's looked okay but not necessarily back to where he's been Willie Agata has apparently had a broken leg that none of us know about, and, and that's maybe why he hasn't been so good this year. Uh, Doesn't that make you think you should go to the doctor and be like, I have a hurt leg. Please tell me it's broken. I hear that happens. <laughs> and then age, basically, uh, for some of the older guys. Uh, but but what Doyle says is Sporting haven't signed or drafted or acquired a starting caliber center back. Now, I don't think we can count Chris Rindog, baby. I don't think we can count Rosero in this yet because he's been around for like three games. But basically, he says we haven't acquired a starting caliber center back in a full decade outside of one year of Andrea Fontas. 
Why aren't you acknowledging Chris Rindoff? Chris Rindoff. And, and had a stellar performance. I mean, yeah, fine. Sure. Good for Chris Rindoff. <laughs> you're like, I'm not sure if you're serious right now. <laughs> but since I go para in 2013, yeah. who have, who have sport? I mean, and they were lucky. Even Beasler, dude. Beasler was top quality for a long time. They had Beeson and Aurelian Cullen, and then they had Bees and Ike. Yeah. And they didn't need anybody else for quite a while. And then when Ike left, they brought in Fontas, and that hasn't really worked. And Bees got old and left, and they haven't really been able to figure out that center back pairing. But, God, you know, that I mean, it's, it's, so mean. it's uh, I mean, it happens to all of us. Um, but, but Doyle basically says that, like, when you're a team that builds out of the back, if you don't have players who can build out of the back, then you become very predictable on offense, which we have been this year very predictable. Past yeah. Eric Tommy, he runs around, sends it off to the wings, and then the wings hope to do something, and two guys come cover Johnny Russell so he can't split them the way they used to and can't do that anymore. And then they're also not athletic enough to recover when the midfield gives the ball away, and then you end up with situations like Rosero running back because Fontes is up, you know, basically playing in the position of the eight, and then you give up goals and and becomes a negative feedback cycle. Yeah, it sucks. It's it's you know what this just in uh, Matt Doyle knows soccer sometimes. <laughs> you know, did you know this? It's just it's uh oh man, it's really it's frustrating because I don't know how you fix it now. Like at, at, we we more than a lot of other people, I think tried to be very patient with this team and and tried to be understanding of um there are players coming back from injury that might make a real difference and those players have started to come back from injury or have come back from injury the goals aren't coming at the clip that they should the defense is now letting up more goals than they were to start the year things are going in the wrong direction uh the transfer window ended yesterday monday and as of recording there were no acquisitions and there weren't any expected via the transfer process so now you're kind of just in this situation where we're nine games in we've got no wins and three goals and it's feels like this is what it is so i mean uh, dude let's let's listen to me you tell you talk about how you wait till may to see how things shape up till the end of may so I'm not giving up on the team, but it's fair that we're asking questions. It's fair that we're having this conversation now. Uh, Peter's five-year extension is getting a little worrisome here. Um, his seat should probably be getting a little warm. It, it just it somebody's looks, seat probably should be getting warm, but so, something's up, dude. And I, uh, I, you, you're one of two people, and there's other kinds of people as well. But maybe you want to make a statement and you don't want to go out and watch this team. That's your right. You don't have to go pay your money, your hard-earned money to go out there. You don't have to go waste your time to see another loss. Uh, me, it's date night for me. My wife and I enjoy it. Uh, we go out there with friends. We we enjoy uh, hanging with friends and it's just kind of a fun night out. Mm-hmm. And the, if the game's a win, hell yeah, I'm going to lose my voice. If we suck ass, I had good company and good friends. So, uh but it's everyone holds that right to to be done right now. I was yeah. talking to my boss at work. He was saying his friend uh, has been invited by another friend, or sorry, his son has been invited from his friend to go to sporting games. And he's like, Dad, I keep saying no because they kind of suck. <laughs> I said, that's your right. There's two types of people, man. I get it. Um, yeah, I want to talk more about this and, and, and sort of the fan response and uh, maybe juxtapose this to what's happening in the LA uh, Galaxy Club uh, after this break. We're going to go ahead and take our second break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. Oh, there he is. He's back. Coming back. Coming back. <laughs> not, not I had time to check the phone that was on the floor. Um, yeah, people are under, I mean, they're, they're beyond, they've understandably been upset for a while. And, and if you look at what's happening, the, the closest analogy, I guess, to what's happening with Sporting Kansas City is what's happening with the LA Galaxy. These are two founding clubs of the league. They have a very proud history. They've both won many trophies. They both expect to be competitive for championships every single year. The fan bases do at least, and the clubs say they are. So both teams have been headed in the wrong direction for a period of time now. And, you know, Chris Klein, the president of... Pally Galaxy came out and made a statement. Now a lot of people, now a lot, to be fair, a lot of people are like way too little too late because he's also suspended through like the first half of the year and they can't bring players in because of things he's done. And all, but so, but, but he said something. He said somewhere. Where's, where's Jacob Reed? He said something. And what he said was, if we don't make the playoffs this year, I am going to step aside. He also and now that's a, a little bit. <laughs> he did. It's a very low bar for a club like the Galaxy just to be like, if we don't make the playoffs, I like, yeah, the Galaxy should make the playoffs every year, without question. He the said Galaxy step should down. be in the playoffs. He said, if he doesn't, if the Galaxy don't make the playoffs this year, he will resign from president of of the LA Galaxy. What the hell? So, he made a pretty, again, I think a lot of fans are like the way too late should have happened a long time ago but at least he said from an outside perspective who doesn't have the emotional tie to the LA Galaxy he said something now I'm not asking Jake Reed to come out and say if we don't make the playoffs I'll resign I'm not asking Peter Vermees to say that but what I am asking and we've talked about this before is the longer things go without anybody other than Peter just saying the same sort of stuff and I don't know what people expect from Peter especially in the post-game pressers like nope we're not going to get anything from him immediately after you get more stuff you've been the one who says this before you get more stuff from him and his midweek pressers but without a statement from Jake Reed or ownership or Brian Bliss or somebody who has somebody some level of responsibility for this thing just to acknowledge like you know what you're right this hasn't been good enough. Here's what our plan is to fix it. And here's what will happen if we don't. And I'm not even saying that you have to be like, this person and this person and this person will be fired. But it's like, just let, if ownership could let fans know that they are aware they own a soccer team, I think that would go a long way. I hope that LA Galaxy don't make the playoffs. And Chris Klein was like, eh, just kidding. I like my job. Pulls <laughs> Elon. And he's like, yeah. you know what? I think I like being CEO. You know what? It's all good. I know what I said. You know, oh, I said that? Prove it. And they're like, well, here's the video. Nah, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, but I I mean, now you're in a situation where if you look at the standings, okay, Sporting Kansas City, the only team in the league with only three points. Every other team has at least six points. We are um, the second worst goal differential in the league behind only Montreal, but at least Montreal has two wins to their name we play them on saturday we'll talk about that here in a little bit very winnable game i mean you would think i i don't think though anymore we might we might mess around and lose on tuesday my friend (laughs) well we'll we'll talk about that too but i'm just like this is you can't really anymore even look at the bottom of the playoff line again even though it's early you can't even really look at the bottom of the playoff line and be like but yeah but you win one and then you're suddenly right back in it because Six points out of the playoff line, having played one more game than the bottom four teams above the playoff line. So this isn't a quick fix anymore. This is now the hole that people were worried about being dug, where this is going to take a total reversal of form over an extended period of time and getting a little bit lucky as other teams start to fall off. Impossible. It's not impossible. We're nine games into a 34-game season. There's 25 games left. You can make up 
six points in 25 games, but you can't do it if you show zero reason to believe it can happen. And up until this point, Sporting Kansas City have shown zero reason to believe that anything different will come. And and we've talked about that Peter can adjust things beyond just formation or whatnot, but but I, I at, at a certain point, Peter's weakness has always been his rigidity, I think. And sometimes that rigidity has been useful. But at a certain point, it's almost like, okay, what you've been saying you were open for isn't happening. So you, you, you got really no choice other than to try something different or just admit this is what it is. And he's not admitting this is what it is. So what, when are you going to try something different? Well, I, I tell you what, when do you stop with the I believe that we will win chant because I don't know how many of y'all singing that really believe that. And th- this is a good, I guess, philosophical question because there are more and more fans who, you know, and again, I don't know, it's hard in, in the age of Twitter and Reddit and, and whatnot, it's hard to, to really gauge what's the majority versus what's a loud group or whatnot. But but you're seeing more and more people who were being patient starting to say, when's the cauldron going to make a statement? When is, when are they going to put up a sign that calls for some accountability? And the cauldron has always been more in lockstep, kind of with the club. But you see other supporters groups that do call for change in some way. And I'm not saying that the cauldron should or shouldn't or whatnot. But I guess I'm curious, like, what do you think there's anything for a cauldron or the South Stand or whatnot to be done in terms of, like, trying to at least voice in some sort of organized way, their displeasure? I mean, not not right now. Like I said, we're at the end of April, right? But uh, sure. Next month, though, I think it's time to think, like, okay, is our next TIFO, like, I, I don't know, Daniel Shallowy taking a nap? I don't well, know. I just It sounds so mean, but, like, what? And this is... This is always, I guess, the, the 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 plight of the fan of a bad team. Because this is this. I'm not saying that we should follow the Timbers Army, you know, model. But this they're is a little, what, they're a little different. They have a lot more to be mad about than us. Sure, but but this is even their sort of like their dilemma. They're in is they're they're saying we want to support the players. We want to be there for the players. We want to voice our displeasure for the front office. And if we don't show up and support. You're making a statement that maybe the front office sees. You're also punishing the players because you're not there to support them, and 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 this is a little different because the you know obviously it's the play on the field versus a front office situation with Portland. But at some point, I it feels like it's coming to a head at some point where you kind of have to do something drastic if you do want your voice to be heard, and that sucks. But I. I don't know what to ask Johnny Russell anymore in a post-game locker room situation because we've heard the same thing over and over, and and it feels like the players are kind of running out of ideas. Well, uh, this would be the best time for Jordan to roll the clip of you a couple weeks ago when you were like, this is the best, most talented team we've had. And it's like, do you still believe that? I. That's the thing. I still, on paper, yes, I still do. But... The sum of this team, for whatever reason, is is less than its individual parts. And that's a problem. And I don't know if it's the system. I don't know if it's the players have lost total motivation. And even though some of them are very talented players, it's just like, for whatever reason, this isn't working. I don't know if it's a system change. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. We all can have individual theories as to like, I saw a Twitter thread today that was like, Sporting should keep these people, cut these people, and, and you hold on to these people until you can find better replacements. And sure, and then there's other people like, yeah, but if you fire Peter Vermees right now, then that'll start to get it on a right track. Okay, we can all have these different thoughts. I just, I don't think there's any one thing, and, and that's the worst problem is there isn't one thing. It feels like it's almost uh, a, a, just a, a, um, a this nebulous cloud problem that's over the club right now that it, it's almost just like hey you, you, you're getting closer and closer to just being like hit the reset button and see what happens i mean dude that brings us to this week where mm-hmm. 
they they might take a look at a couple of SKC two guys that they just called up for short term loans. They might. They called Makes them up. I wonder if they're more than the Open Cup people. If they'll keep them for a few games or what? It's possible they've they've signed uh, three Sporting Kansas City two players to short term loans. Um, defender uh, Mo Abwalnadi, uh, midfielder Ethan Bryant, and midfielder Sebastian Cruz. And so you alluded to this earlier. You think that they are signing these three players to start them against Tulsa Athletic, a fourth division side who's never played an MLS team? Buddy, I hope not. I want us to. I want to see us roll out the best available eleven. And smash and just absolutely smash these guys and show them like, nah, man, you're freaking low ass division. You're not here. I gotta compete with us. But if you roll out some rinky dink, like, hey, let's just play not to lose instead of playing to win, then we're gonna lose the game. And, and it's gonna be laugh of the century. We will get laughed at, and you might as well just give us the wooden spoon. Because that, dude, oh, it'd be so bad. I can just kind of see it coming. There's already not going to be many people there because they're trying to do a whole uh, buy a ticket to the Montreal game, get a free ticket to uh, the Tulsa game. And I'm like, well, just sucks. I know people have a hard time going to weeknight games in general. I I guess I don't really understand why. I mean, Uh, traffic and where you get off work at five, if you got kids and then their school and homework and whatnot, I get it. But you gotta just play. You gotta plan ahead. I mean, I, yeah, I'll get off work at five and I'll eat dinner real fast and head out by six. You know, yeah. good deal. I mean, if some kids have, have sports practice or homework to do or whatnot, I get that it's hard. But it's... I don't understand homework. People do that. <laughs> Never done. <laughs> I feel that, dude. It's open cup too. They don't always get a lot of uh, attendance at those, especially these early round games. Which, man, when we went to the Omaha game, one of the funnest times I've ever had in my life. Not only did we score like six goals or whatever it was, uh, but our tickets got upgraded. It was a hell of a time. And Omaha was into it. Yeah, uh, the fa- yeah, their fans were there too. It was great. Yeah, it's just um, I think it would be a disservice to this team to roll out a subpar lineup because Johnny Russell even said going to happen after the game, we can't take any team for granted the way we're playing. And Johnny so make the lineup. You, I mean, you could look at it one of two ways. Hey, you guys aren't playing well enough, so I'm going to bench you. But, but I don't think that's the way to do it here. You need to get some of these guys going. You need to get them figuring out how to play together in a different way. And I'm not Scoring saying goal after goal after goal. I'm not saying take this game for granted. I'm not saying this is the same thing as a training opportunity. But, but, in all likelihood, if you put out the first choice eleven against Tulsa Athletic, you're probably putting yourself in a pretty good chance to, to move on and advance. And you're also putting these guys in a position where I'm not saying play them a full 90, go up a few goals. And, and if you're able to, in the 50th minute or 55th minute, pull Johnny Russell, pull Alan Polito, pull, you know, Eric Tommy, like get, get your, your key guys off, but give them a chance to get right because nobody's been right this year. And that's the problem. And yeah. so let them work out some of the kinks if possible. And if they can't do it against Tulsa Athletic, then that's indicative in and of itself. Dude, there were just, like, there were even some passes in this last game of where uh, they were just missed. And you could see how frustrated, like, like Daniel was or, or uh, uh, I can't remember who else, but they would just look at him like, what are you doing? Right. And it, I wanted the ball here. And it's like, they're just, they're disconnected right now. Yeah. But you go out, you put out a first choice lineup against Tulsa and lose? Oh, boy. Yeah. Might as well just neuter us. We're done. Yeah, but you can't think that way, I don't think. I'm thinking that way. I mean, sure, but but it's if you're if you're sitting your starters because you're worried about what would happen if we lose to Tulsa Athletic with our starters. I'm not saying that. It's already time to give up on the year. No, I'm just saying like it could it could fucking happen. It It could happen. The way they've been playing at times, it absolutely could. But use this game as a way, to, and I know there's a risk of injury and whatnot, but use this game as a way to get some of these guys right because yeah. we don't have the luxury of screwing around. The Open Cup might be our only chance at any sort of trophy this year. So, yeah. And I don't think that redeems the year. You could, If you win the U.S. Open Cup, but you get the wooden spoon, it's not a successful year, I would say. That's not how I don't take that for granted. Guess what? Do wooden spoon winners get in Champions League? Yes, they do. Like that, it could happen. Yeah, if you win an open cup. Exactly. That's what I mean. 
but it I just I don't know. I would start a first choice eleven because I want to see what this team can do, and I don't think it's going to happen. I agree with you. I don't think it's going to happen. I'll cry, dude. I'll, I'll be so mad. And I think it's a mistake. You I going think. to this thing? Are you coming tonight? I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a mistake if they don't start the first choice eleven because I don't think we can take anything for granted this year. You got something queued up for Peter at the end uh, regarding this lineup he's going to put out? I mean, we'll see what happens in the game. If he puts out a, you know, second-choice lineup and they end up winning 7-0, you can't exactly go in there and be like, now why did you do that, Peter? Because he's going to be like, because we won 7-0. Let's be honest, though. There are some SKC2 guys that have been balling and that I'm like, uh, not too mad about them coming up and trying it out. You know what I mean? Getting and if they rest. ball, then give them a chance. Yeah. It, why not? This has so many feelings and narratives around it and storylines, and I'm just really excited to see what happens tonight. Yeah. So there's that on Tuesday, tonight, and then Saturday, Montreal comes to town. Now, Montreal has been, as we mentioned, one of the worst teams in the league. They have a negative 10 goal differential because they've let 17 goals in to our 13. They've also scored five goals to our three. They have two wins to our zero. They have six points to our three. This is a home game. That if you do not win against Montreal, that I mean, there's going to be riots in these SKC streets. And like, man, this is there's no option anymore. Like I I know what Peter said, and I know what I said previously about Colorado being a must-win game or whatnot. But like, if you lose to Montreal on Saturday, you will genuinely lose fans for the rest of the season. There will be a non-negligible number of people who will say. I don't believe anymore. And sure, if Sporting KC were to somehow turn it around and get back in it, some of them would come back or whatnot. But but this isn't the type of game. Like, you, you can't keep doing this. You can't go through nearly a third of the season and simply not win a game and expect to have any sort of consistent support or reason to believe. It just can't happen. You have to win this game against Montreal, and you have to do it in somewhat convincing fashion. Oh, buddy. There's about to be an uprising. It's uh, I'm not confident anymore at all. I have not no. seen anything that that uh, demonstrates that we can even win a game at all. Yeah. So, you you saying this and like it has to happen? It's like uh, I feel like it kind of does, but I don't know if it will. I don't know if it will either. Now Montreal went up. Uh, they beat the New York Red Bulls last week two to zero. Um, they did get an own goal in the 25th minute, and then. Excuse me. I'm allergic to goals, apparently. I mentioned a goal and I start sneezing. I'm like Sporting King City. I love a good um, sneeze. I just laugh. <laughs> uh, I, it came out of nowhere. Otherwise, I would have warned you. Uh, there was an own goal that put Montreal up 1-0 in the 25th minute. And then they got a goal in the, the second minute of stoppage time in the second half to ultimately beat the Red Bulls 2-0. But So they're not world beaters. They did just beat a pretty crappy New York Red Bulls team, but... Like I said, got to get multiple goals. Got to hopefully get a clean sheet. But they, they haven't really shown that they can do it. Crowd will go nuts. You win this game, people are going to be like, yes, oh my God. Like, it's, I'm making a baby tonight. Like, it's, it's going to be in like a championship game because of how things have been. But at this point, don't you kind of think that like, It'll be, almost be like a patronizing, sarcastic cheer for winning a game. Like, I'm yeah. sure there will be some sigh of relief, but, like, it's one of those things where it's like, like when we played Toluca and they were all laying their own team yeah. down in Mexico, it's going to be that sort of like, oh, congrats, you finally won a game. It only took 10 games. And, like, of course, that can turn around if you keep doing it, but mm-hmm. it's it's not – I still enjoy going to the games, but, like, it just it's becoming more and more of a hyper pressurized situation that eventually is going to explode in one way or another i feel like yeah so 100% man it will be a, there will be cheers and it absolutely will be sarcastic yeah <laughs> and now you're trying to look toward the future okay willie agata done for at least 12 weeks he had surgery and so he's out until mid to late july at the earliest and he had had them phantom pains Turns out it was a leg break. It was a stress fa- stress fracture that he apparently has had for a while. And, and again, Doyle posits maybe that's why he hasn't been as explosive as he was last year. Who knows when and how this this appeared. Um, 
but that's a broken bone, right? Like a fracture is a broken fracture bone. bone. Yeah, it's a stress fracture. It's it's probably you know they didn't go into detail, but it's it's probably like sort of like a a crack a hairline. Fr- it's not like his leg was snapped, obviously, but it's yeah, like of course, a crack along the leg that that can mm-hmm. cause pain or discomfort or a lack of explosiveness or whatnot. So you got me wanting to go get X-rays because I'm like full body scan. Bro, I get I get pains in places, and I'm like, what if I got some freaking fractures, man? Me and Willie Agata, that's bro stuff. Yeah, that's right. Basically the same. <laughs> um, Peter Vermees did say this past Thursday that the team is looking for replacements at the attacking positions, and then, of course, the news came out that none other than the man himself, Dom Dwyer, is training at a trial fashion with Sporting Kansas City. Now, as of this recording, he has not been officially signed, but he was continuing to train with the club. There was probably no addition in the last couple of hours between the trade deadline or the transfer window closing and when we recorded this. So that means that you either have to sign somebody who's out of contract and if, and they're probably going to be domestic so you don't have to deal with the, the international P1 visa issues. Right. That's Dom Dwyer. There you go. Hey, I I found it a little, little group I like to call Team Chaos, and there's room for you if you want to get on it because it sounds amazing. I'm going to do this damn deal. If you were to tell me in the year of our Lord, 2023, that Sporting Kansas City are turning to Dom Dwyer to fix their scoring woes, I would be like, something has gone terribly wrong. And let me tell you, my friend, something has gone terribly wrong because it is the year of our Lord, 2023, and Sporting Kansas City is looking at Dom Dwyer to fix our attacking woes. And so at this point, I'm like, whatever, let it happen because it's not going to, it can't be worse than it is now. And he's not going to be the starter. Polito will continue to be the starter, but he was fun, dude, when he was here. He was a lot of fun. He was a little, you know, agitator. He was a menace. He was an agitator. We need that right now. And he'll probably continue to be an agitator. He had basically one good year uh, after leaving Born in Kansas City because he had his record-breaking year in 2014 with SKC where he scored 22 goals, followed it up with 12 goals the next year and 16 goals the year after that. Um, he scored nine goals in 2017 across two clubs. His one decent year with Orlando City was in 2018. He had 13 goals in 25 starts, so that's not terrible. And ever since then, it's been eh, seven goals and 16 starts. Then he had no goals and two starts in 2020, two appearances, um, no goals and six starts, 14 appearances in 2021 for Toronto, four goals and five starts and 22 appearances for Atlanta last year. I mean, he, this is not the Dom Dwyer of 2014, but... I guess why not? Why the hell not? What do you have to lose? It's not gonna be super expensive. You know, it's like hey contract. Yeah, you're not putting up the numbers you were, so we were gonna pay you based on your performance, you know. Uh it's just let's do it. Like I don't who cares? I'm not saying I'm pumped. I'm not saying like this is the answer. Yeah. Let's fix it. No. But let's do it and have a little fun. Like that this is the game. We're supposed to have fun. I wanna see backflips, baby. Willie Agata and him could do them together in about 12 weeks. In, in about 12 weeks. There you go. <laughs> um, I think this is probably going to happen. I think he might even be in the team selection in the 20 for Saturday against Montreal. What the fuck? Why are you saying that? Why wouldn't he be? Why do you think no, that? Because we have no other striker. He's been training with the team for a week. But he hasn't signed anything. I think between now and Saturday, he'll probably sign. Oh, you think it's ha- it might happen right now? It, could. it might be hitting the Twitters right now. Knowing how our recording tends to go, that's probably what's happening. Okay. Then let's record. Okay. Let's pause and be like, dude, I can't believe we just signed Dom Dwyer. It's, it's <laughs> happening. It's weird how that happened. Um, I just, you know, I'll look right now just to make sure it's not happening as we're literally recording. But no, it does not appear that, it, that it's happened as of now. Um, but I just think that at this point, it's inevitable. There's nobody else. So he, he's, he, he's Thanos. He's inevitable. He, he and Seth Sinovic are inevitable. Let's go. So we're we're getting the band back together. We're we're going full Blues Brothers, and uh, we'll we'll see. You know, we're on a mission from God, and we'll see what happens. I'm excited, dude. If that happens, I don't care. People will cheer. The dude was a favorite. He didn't piss anybody off. I well, he talked to me at a freaking event one time at Sporting. I think you talked to him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we look, we talked about each other's tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you want to touch mine? He was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. 
we'll see. It's not an exciting acquisition. Uh, I think he'd get a good ovation the first time he takes the field for Sporting yeah. KC just out of, you know, appreciation for past things. It'll be weird to see Dom back in a sporting jersey, but I think it's happening at this point. So it's crazy. Um, the only other big news really to talk about, and this is, uh, it'll be interesting to see what comes of this. This is, this is as a, according to the Kansas City Star. Um, governor Laura Kelly, the governor of Kansas, obviously, has requested $10 million to help prepare the Kansas City area for the World Cup. She's requested this from the state general fund. So um, it's part of a larger supplemental budget request. Uh, I don't know if this means that the Kansas Kansas legislature has to approve it or what. I'm not well versed enough in that. But this is the interesting part. If you pull out pull this out of the article, ten million dollars requested to help prepare the Kansas City metro area for thousands of visitors. Quote: The funds would be used to improve the Sporting KC facility in Kansas City, Kansas, and its surrounding areas, and includes the construction of an entertainment facility outside of the stadium but the hopes improvements will increase economic t- activity in the region even after the World Cup is done. Where the hell is that going to be? Where's that going to go? I don't know exactly, but they want to build an entertainment complex apparently outside the stadium. And uh, they also... It's called Legends. <laughs> and uh, apparently they also want to improve the Sporting KC facility. I assume that's referring to Children's Mercy Park. So $10 million isn't going to go a long way if you're using it to, one, build an entertainment district and try to help improve CMP. But this is an interesting huh. sort of tidbit that we'll we'll see what comes of it. Um, I, I'm sure it'll work out. I mean, the legislators uh, would rather do that than approve marijuana. <laughs> Seems that way. You know? Um, but it is interesting because we've talked about how CMP is even though it's still nice enough, it's starting to fall behind some of these other new stadiums. And it's going to take more than a portion of $10 million. The the, the owners were going to have to put in some of their own money to, to continue to improve the stadium or, or figure out something. Um, but I don't know. It's just interesting that, you know, this is going to be something to continue to follow as to how the World Cup coming in 2026 may impact Sporting Kansas City and the Sporting KC game day experience. So... We'll see if uh, if Missouri does something similar um, to help improve the experience around the Kansas City Current Stadium. I don't know. That stadium is only just now getting built, so it's it's hard to know exactly what that will look like. But yeah, but I don't know. So just thought that was an interesting little tidbit that the star broke on uh, on Monday. I had not seen that, so you broke that to me. Good times. There you go. So yeah, what that entertainment. It says entertainment facility and entertainment facility outside of the stadium. So, I hope they have laser tag. That's what you want? I'm a big time laser tag at many entertainment facilities. Okay. So you just want them to build like, well, no, there's already a Dave and Buster. I guess Dave and Buster's doesn't have laser tag. No, nah, they don't got laser tag. You got to go to main event for that. Main event has laser tag? They do. Oh, I didn't know that. It's been a lot. It's uh-huh. probably been 20 years since I've played laser tag. No shit. Yeah. It's about a long time. Laser tag. That's a hell of a I don't even time. know where you could go play laser tag in Kansas City. Uh, main event? Well, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm pretty sure Topeka has one. I don't know. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. So um, that's about it. There's not a lot of hope for Sporting Kansas City fans right now, um, but keep your heads up. Keep your heads up and enjoy the time watching the beautiful game. I mean, That's all we can do right now. There's that. It just sucks that Sporting KC's having their worst possible year, maybe ever, uh, while St. Louis is doing their thing over and, and continuing to win games, and they have 19 points, whatever they have. So Bet you feel pretty stupid about winning those St. Louis lottery tickets uh, first quarters. <laughs> you get to go uh, down there, and you're like, well, maybe I'll give these away. It sucks, man. It yeah. really does. It does. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. By the way, I didn't want to put my name in the hat for the drawing because uh, uh, Casey Curran has a home game that night. Yeah, I was like, I'd rather go to a game I paid for than to miss it. You know. So yeah, I get it. So I don't know, man. It's uh, it sucks, but look, at least hopefully next week we can do a victory pod because we beat Tulsa Athletic. I'm not even sure that that'll be a fun victory pod to do, but at least it's a victory. Oh boy. So oh boy. We'll see. But uh, thank you all so much for listening and sticking with us. We really do appreciate it. 
Um, I know the season has not been what any of us want, but hey, here's hoping that we can at some point turn it around. And if not, we'll continue to commiserate together here on the podcast. But uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at DanCuser, at JCMac03. Uh, shoot us that email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Uh, check us out, KCSN Soccer on YouTube. Download the KCSN app that you oh. can get now, and you can get our podcast, get our YouTube videos right there in the app, wherever you get your apps available. And, uh, yeah, make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Buck Bruce Arena. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com